Hello, and welcome to On the Road to... Monday Night Raw, live in Memphis. I'm Christy, and as always, I'm joined by my brother... David. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, this episode's a little different. This is kind of a little bonus episode. We normally cover WWE pay-per-views, but since we had a chance to go to Monday Night Raw in Memphis... And it was my first Monday Night Raw ever. We decided to do a little episode about, I don't know, just going to a live Monday Night Raw. Yep. And it was exciting. Oh my gosh, it was so good. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was my... It was my first Monday Night Raw. You had been to one... How long was that? You know? Like two years? Probably two years ago. In Nashville? In Nashville, yeah. But it was was not nearly as exciting as this one. Yeah, this one was, well, for me, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I had been to an NXT live show only, I guess, a couple of months ago now. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see, I guess, the similarities and the differences between how they do a live show and how they do a... T- I mean, it's a TV show. It's, yeah. Which... It's, that was kind of weird in itself because, I don't know, you have to remind yourself it's a TV show sometimes. It's not just a wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little different, I guess. Because they're commercial breaks. Yeah, they're which is also kind of weird how they did the, I don't know, for me, how they did the commercial breaks. Because the lights would be out and they'd show, like, I mean, they'd show WWE commercials. They'd show commercials, yeah. Yeah, so they'd show us commercials. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, oh, we're taking a break. We'll be back in however, I don't know. I'm, I've am i worked in TV and film and freelance in both. So I'm used to, he- like, I'm used to being on the production side hearing, okay, we got, like, you know, 30 seconds back or whatever. So I'm used to hearing that. Mm-hmm. And as an audience member, they weren't giving us that much information. Every now and then, if you were looking at the camera guys, you could see them, like, count the talent in. Mm -hmm. The wrestlers are the talent. Sorry. I'm using TV terminology. Sorry. Sorry. But, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was really interesting for me because I've been on the production side of stuff. So, it was, I don't know. It's fascinating to me to see how... Because every production is different. Nobody does it the same. Even though there's some similarities. Mm. But, like, this is kind of a beast of its own. It's a totally separate thing doing a wrestling show. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was pretty interesting. Mm. Imagine it would be a lot more like doing Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, because it is a live show. It's It's basically a live variety show. Pretty much. Like, there's you don't get a redo. It's like... No. You're in it. Yeah. There's no like, oh, cut, hold on, let me reset. Mm-hmm. I've, I've flubbed that line majorly. Yeah. Can we redo that? I'm like, no, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I really missed that double stop. I need, uh, can I do that again? It's like, <laughs> nope, sorry. No, <laughs> keep already, going. <laughs> you already did. It's it's there. But yeah, that was, I don't know, it was interesting because I've been seeing it like on TV and then to be there in person was like so weird. Yeah. Because as the audience, you're also kind of, you're playing a character too. Yeah. I don't know if the crowd really realizes that, but when I was there, I was like, oh, I should probably be booing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I need to be cheering now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because. Even any wrestling at any level, televised or not, the crowd is very much a character, yeah. part of the show. 
Which, I don't know. You say it's because I was in the middle of it, but I felt like, I don't know, for Memphis to be like a super wrestling city historically, that crowd was kind of like, I don't know, they weren't very into it. Which when I see, watch, because Jerry Lawler has a TV show on Saturday mornings called Classic Memphis Wrestling. And so he'll show like clips of Classic Memphis Wrestling. And those crowds get rowdy. Like, I mean, I know now you're not supposed to, like, they literally had an announcement before, like, please don't throw stuff at the wrestlers or in the ring. But, like, back in the day, they threw stuff at the wrestlers and into the ring. And so, I was obviously, I wasn't expecting people to be chunking water bottles at Jinder Mahal or whatever, but I don't know. I was expecting them to get a little more into it. Yeah. Well, and around the ring, they do more. We were out in the yeah. stands. So Apparently, I belonged by the <laughs> I belonged by the ring because I was wanting to get excited. But everybody around us was kind of chill or empty seats. Also surprised me being in Memphis and having empty seats. Yeah. So I'll be surprised if they say, oh, we have a sold out show here and at the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee, because like they always, they pretty much always say that. Yeah. Or wherever they are. So if Michael Cole says that, I'm going to be like, liar. Michael Cole's lying to us. I mean, but this is the same in that Nashville show. Like, you're in the crowd and everything's so loud that it's hard to gauge how into it the crowd actually is. I could also argue against that, though, because I've been to Tennessee football games at Neyland Stadium, and... That place gets loud, and you can tell it's That's loud. Different. That's like 15,000 people versus almost 100,000 people. That's a huge difference. But still, though. That's a huge, huge But that's difference. like outdoors in an open space, and FedEx Forum's enclosed area. But still, that's like 15,000 versus oh. 100,000. Okay, well. That's a big difference. But also, they're... There's that one episode where Baron Corbin was booed for like 20 minutes and we barely, Memphis barely gave him like 10 seconds of booing. Yeah. Well, also on TV, they can enhance certain sounds over other sounds. But they can enhance, yes, they but they can't, the but they can't recreate 20 minutes of booing. Yeah. It's also been some time since he's been dethroned, so... <laughs> He didn't deserve as much booing. He deserves all the boos. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was just weird seeing it live and in per- being there because, I don't know, you see it on TV and it seems like so big and and then you get there and you're like, oh, I thought these seats were going to be far away, but we're actually pretty close to the <laughs> ring, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but I don't know. It was just, it was just weird and different. Yeah. But obviously some of the venues they do go to are bigger yeah obviously and i don't know i guess i remember the fedex forum being bigger yeah well than it is i guess it's been a while since i've been there that's true it's been a while but it was also interesting seeing like the commentators come out because they had what they call them banners and intro music and stuff i was like oh i didn't know they had intro music (laughs) yeah i didn't either michael cole got booed (laughs) did he yeah. Oh. People have booed him. I didn't boo him. I booed Corey Graves. It's Corey nasty. Corey nasty. Renee got cheers though. Oh yeah. She's like the first full time 
one female commentator. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, I didn't know they would get little intros, so that's... Yeah, that makes sense, though. Yeah, that's true. Especially since Richard Corey used to be... Yeah, he, he did used to, to wrestle, wrestle, yeah. And probably Michael, too, maybe. Uh, I read his bio, and it <laughs> says he was, like, a legitimate journalist before. I don't know, I, but, like, that was the WWE bio. Uh, well, so I'll yeah. have to, like, actually do research into that. You read his kayfabe bio. Well, I hope they wouldn't lie about him reporting on terrorist attacks and stuff as a journalist, because that would be really messed up know. to <laughs> do that. But anyways... But they started with recording main event, mm-hmm. which I think you said is on Hulu now. I think so. Hulu and the network. Yeah, and the network. Yeah, that was interesting. It was it was about thirty minutes before seven ish. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Who who was it? it? Was it was two tag team? Yeah, it was matches. two tag team matches. It was who was it? Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, yeah. and uh, Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Oh yeah. Who's I guess he's missing his partner so much he grew a beard. Yeah, he had a beard. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's new. But also, we don't get to see him that much, so it was yeah. very surprising. And I don't follow him on social media or anything, so I was like, oh, bearded Tyler Breeze. Yeah. But I was like, I almost forgot about Noah Jose, but then he came out, I was like, oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> and he had his conga line, and they stayed out for the match the whole time yeah. on the side. So that was fun. But it's also kind of weird, them filming that when people are still coming in. Yeah. But I mean... Because it's like, well, that's going to make the crowd look really small. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be the easiest time to film something like that. So. True. I'm actually more surprised they don't do it after or before SmackDown. That's true. I'd say after SmackDown. But they shorter. they might do the 205 Live after SmackDown, uh, that's though. That's true. Well, that's probably why they don't do main event before SmackDown, because they do a whole other, a whole long show. Yeah, because I think... Long, I, don't know. I think they said they were moving it back to Tuesdays, so maybe they... Yeah, they probably just film it after SmackDown. So I don't know, because neither of us have been to a SmackDown yeah. live show, so we don't... We don't know how that goes. Uh, Hopefully next time they come to Memphis, yeah. we can go. Yeah. But yeah, that first match was... It was good. I kind of knew who was going to lose <laughs> because right. of Kurt Hawkins being involved. Because his gimmick is losing. Yeah. So. But actually, Tyler Breeze was the one that got pinned, though, right? Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, so. I think he was the one that got pinned, yeah. so it's like, oh, poor Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Fandango, come back. <laughs> right. Do the fashion police again. Please. But yeah, that was a good match. It was fun. I don't know, the conga line, just like, fun. Yeah. Let's see. And then they had a women's tag team match with Dana Brooke and Ember Moon versus Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really confused about what they're doing with Dana Brooke because one week she'll be like a heel with with Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Uh-huh. And then with this match, they had her as a good guy with Ember Moon <laughs> against Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. So it's, could you please, writers, could you please figure out where you're going with her? Because <laughs> it, for me, it's a little confusing. Yeah. I don't know to cheer or boo her, but I don't know. I was like, 
when Alicia Fox came out, I was like, oh gosh, what's this going to be like seeing Alicia Fox in person? Because she's pretty crazy on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was wondering where Mickey James has been because they hadn't shown her in a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's been doing main event. Yeah, I guess so. I'm a little surprised they had Ember Moon on main event because she's been yeah. on Raw the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I got to see her. Yeah. In person. I, I'm glad. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I got to see everybody in person that wrestled. Yeah. A little disappointed I didn't get to see Bobby Roode, though. Oh, yeah. Glorious one. I was a little sad. Didn't see him. Yeah. And, of course, Chad Gable by association. Well, yeah. But, yeah, that was quick before the actual Raw started. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It was, like I said, it's kind of weird being a part of a show you've been watching on TV for... <laughs> like nine months now roughly yeah and it's not like when you go to when you normally go to a tv show being filmed where you like sit quietly in the audience and watch and <laughs> right. get a cue to laugh <laughs> yeah. like there are no cues you just but you are a character so you do have to react so i don't know yeah but then we mm-hmm. get into raw another weird part to get used to was not getting the commentary because they would show the stuff on the Titan Tron, Jumbotrons, mm-hmm. that normally you're getting, you know, Michael Cole telling you what's going on. And yeah. so I think the first thing they showed was Vince McMahon was there. Surprise. The boss man was there. <laughs> yeah. Was not expecting that. And of course, like, we get to see the stuff, but we don't get to hear the commentary. So it's just like, Michael Cole, what are you saying? Tell me what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So he shows up in a limousine, and then, oh, we got Braun Strowman. I was so excited. Get these hands. Yeah. So excited. Because I didn't know if he would be there or not, because he has been recovering from an injury. Mm. Even though he was there on Raw last week. Mm -hmm. But he kind of, I don't know, his, I guess, I think I read somewhere that he forgot his lines which like you could kind of tell because it was really awkward but he was there again this week and he he did really good it was super exciting because mm-hmm. he's the reason i wanted to start watch wrestling again and he did not disappoint at all because no. of course baron corbin comes out because braun Strowman's like i don't remember how oh because baron corbin ruined his opportunity at crown jewel mm-hmm. for the universal title and then Baron Corbin comes out, and then Braun Strowman chases him backstage. And then for some reason, Baron Corbin gets into Vince McMahon's <laughs> limousine. Yeah. Don't know why. Oh, I forgot. Braun did beat up one of the Singh brothers. I can't remember which one it was because yeah, he was looking for Corbin backstage. And then Elias musically <laughs> instructs Braun Strowman that, oh, he's hiding in the limo. And so, for some reason, Baron Corbin's in the limo, and then Braun Strowman rips the poor limo driver out of (laughs) the window of the driver's seat and throws him across the limo. It's like, whoa, he didn't do anything to you. (laughs) And then he, like, breaks the door off the hinges and gets Baron... Well, but Baron Corbin, I guess, goes out the other side. Yeah. 
and then like runs away, whatever. And then Vince McMahon comes out and he's like, "Whoa, what did you do to my car limo?" Well, what'd you do to my limo, Also, I could not understand a word he was saying like all night. No, at all. That man needs to learn to enunciate because all I heard was. Yep. So I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I heard, I did hear $100,000. I heard that much, but that's pretty much all I got out of Vince McMahon <laughs> yeah. that whole night. Because they, get, they go to the commercial and then they come back and Braun's like trying to put the door mm. back on the limo. And of course, that's obviously not going to work. And Vince is like, oh, I'm finding you $100,000. It's like... I totally agree with Braun Strowman. It's like, that limo's not worth $100,000. No. What are you, crazy? That's a piece of junk. And then Vince is like, oh, well, you also don't get to compete against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And of course, Braun gets super mad Mm -hmm. and then flips the limo. I was like, yes, do it, do it. And he did it. Yes. Again, why I started rewatching wrestling. Uh, Yeah. But, so, we're thinking maybe he isn't fully 100%, and that's why, actually yeah. why. He's probably, yeah, not 100%. Yeah. Even though he can flip a limo. Well, yeah. Apparently that's not healthy enough to face <laughs> the beast, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> the beast that never shows up to work. Yeah. And then, let's see, what happened next? I think it was the women i think the first actual match was the women's tag team match with ronda rousey and sasha banks versus nijax and tamina mm-hmm. which yeah you can tell even more in person how behind ronda is than the other wrestlers yeah yeah and of course ronda starts it but then sasha gets in and Sasha gets worked over like pretty much the whole time. I don't, Ronda never officially went back in, right? It was pretty much Sasha the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Ronda, I think, tried, she tried to arm bar Tamina, mm-hmm. but then Nia pulled Tamina out. Mm-hmm. And then Sasha came in and she got worked over for most of the match. And, but then she, they did let Sasha win. Like mm-hmm. she did a bank statement. On it was Tamina, yeah, it was Tamina, yeah. and Tamina tapped. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, thank goodness the right person won the match. <laughs> because lately it's been anytime Ronda has wrestled with anybody, the other person gets worked over the whole match, does and then Ronda the comes in, does all the work. Then Ronda comes in, throws a few punches, gets in an arm bar, they tap, match over. Mm-hmm. But thankfully it was not that, so I was super yeah. glad. Let the right person win. Mm-hmm. That was a that was an okay match. Like I said, Ronda Rousey is she's just now been wrestling a year, I think, mm-hmm. which shows. Yeah. Because I mean, you got multiple year veterans in there with still pretty much a newbie mm-hmm. wrestling wise. Obviously, she is an athlete, but not yeah. a wrestling veteran yet. So. Oh, no. Hopefully she will continue to get better, but yeah, she's throwing shade at Sasha because <laughs> they did a promo and then they'd be like, and then she'd be like, oh, that's not what I meant. I was like, 
Well, don't say it. If that's not what you mean, don't say it. Because that's literally what you said, saying you were better than Sasha and going to make Sasha tap. And mm-hmm. I think at one point she called Sasha a loser. Uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean that. It's like, well, then don't say Like, don't say she's a loser. It's like, she's the one that won your match. Right. So, oh, no, they kind of get into it. And Sasha's like, mm-hmm. forget you. I'm the boss. Yeah. I'm better than you, which she is. Yeah. And so they have a whole thing and then, you know, commercial break. I don't know. Those commercial breaks were just so weird because we were just sitting in darkness. It was like dark pretty much the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. And then get to the backstage promo where Bailey and Natalia are trying to keep Sasha and Rhonda, I guess, from bidding each other up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're both like, oh, cool off, cool off. And so Sasha and Rhonda leave. And then Dentalia's like, I wish Sasha would stop getting so, like, overreacting and emotional or whatever. And mm. Bailey's like, what? What are you talking about? Rhonda's the one that started it, whatever. And so then they're kind of getting into it. And then the Riot Squad comes in because they just get in everybody's business. And they're like, oh, like, it's like you can't get along, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, if you can find somebody else to one more person will have a match with you tonight mm-hmm. six woman tag team match and I was like oh I wonder who they're gonna find because you know we'd already seen pretty much all the women's roster wrestle already yeah like main event we saw Ember Dana Brooke Alicia and Mickey mm-hmm. and so I was like is there anybody else I couldn't remember I was like is there anybody else left that hasn't wrestled mm-hmm which there wasn't so I was like maybe they'll get Ember Moon maybe she'll have like two matches which will be totally fine with me yeah but then so we leave that and then we get a men's tag team match between Lucha House Party and The Mm -hmm. Revival it was fun seeing Lucha House Party Mm -hmm. and then Revival's super bitter because they lost the previous week to Bobby Roode and Chad Gable Mm -hmm. they need a they need a tag team name yeah because kind of exhausting always saying Bobby Roode and Chad Gable <laughs> yeah. but yeah so they were bitter about that because one, I can't remember who it was but one of the revival guys had his foot on the rope and the ref didn't see <laughs> and so they lost and they're apparently they're super mad specifically the Lucha House Party for not mentioning it to the ref or whatever and it's like mm, it's not their fault what the ref doesn't see that's on the ref right that's on the official so they wanted revenge and ooh. Yeah, after the kind of boring women's tag team match, it was mm-hmm. nice getting to see Lucha House Party wrestle because mm-hmm. luchadors are so fun to watch. They're just so much more fun to watch. Yeah. Because they just fly and flip and apparently get water bottles out of Penelope, <laughs> the pinata. Uh, yeah. It's like, because you're the one that saw it, right? Yeah, I think mom saw it too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, what? I missed that. Oh, but I can't, oh, I can't remember who was pinning who I want to say Grand Malik was getting pinned but I'm not sure I think so yeah and he had his phone on the rope mm-hmm. and then one of the revival guys knocked his foot off the rope when he was getting pinned and so he got pinned and the revival won because the ref didn't see it again <laughs> that's pretty much the story of the night just raw refs in general are terrible <laughs> yeah they see nothing yeah they don't see anything and get distracted too easily. Yes, way too easily. 
But apparently the revival got their revenge on the Lucha House Party. Yeah. So, but that was that was a fun match. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole thing because now that Braun Strowman's not gonna face Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, well, who's gonna you know who's gonna wrestle him? So apparently a lot of people were trying to get Vince McMahon's attention, including. Jerry Lawler? Like, he came out of his office? <laughs> which, then we didn't see him ever again. No. Like, as an audience, we didn't get to... I don't know if he was a guest commentator or not at some point, maybe. I feel like it'd be a waste if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll have to actually watch the show to see what was going on. Because, again, we don't get any of what's being commentated, so we don't know what they're doing we just Mm -hmm. see images and sometimes some audio yeah sometimes so eventually vince mcmahon does come out to the ring so that was interesting to see him in person Mm -hmm. was not expecting that at all no but of course immediately i don't think he even gets a word in and immediately john cena's music starts playing Mm -hmm. which is like super exciting getting to see john cena in person yeah because he is a 16-time champion. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, hey, you know, a 16-time champion over here. How about we make it 17? Make it 17. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Drew McIntyre interrupts, and he's like, you've had your chances, you've had your opportunities, your old news. What do you say, like Goldberg and... Brock Lesnar and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, don't bad. You not need to be talk, bad talking Goldberg. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. basically, crybaby Drew McIntyre's turned to a crybaby, mm-hmm. and then the biggest crybaby then interrupts <laughs> Baron Corbin. He's like, oh, I deserve an opportunity. I'm good. I'm like, are you though? No. Do you deserve an opportunity? No, not really. No, Although. Do I want to see him get beat up by Brock Lesnar? Yes. A little bit. But that means Brock Lesnar keeps the title, and I don't want to see that. No. Also that. And then my favorite interrupts, Finn (laughs) Balor. He's like, whoa, I'm tired of being left out of these conversations. I was the first Universal Champion. I want an opportunity again. And Vincent McMahon's like, no, I don't think you're good enough. It's like, excuse you? <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> and Finn's basically like, you know what? You've never believed in me, but the WWE Universe does. He's like, and you know what? I'm going to prove I'm good enough right now. And he starts beating up Baron Corbin. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they start brawling. And then somehow John Cena and Finn end up the ones being on the mat. And mm-hmm. Baron Corbin's off somewhere. And Drew McIntyre standing, you know, dominant in the ring. And mm. Vince is like, yeah, okay, yeah. He's, and I guess in his grumblings, he said wow, something right, about a... Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, you know, it's different from the original billing. was supposed to be a six-man tag team match. Mm. And then, you know, just Dean and... Seth going for Intercontinental, but somehow it turned into Fatal 4-Way and then a triple threat <laughs> for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened there. That was a little surprising because, you know, we had been... I mean, I know the billing booking changes, but the results of that 
triple threat match that was very surprising to me. Yeah. But we'll get into that because then backstage we see Jinder Mahal approach Vince McMahon. He's like, well, wait, I want an opportunity in that fatal four-way. I want a chance to see Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. at Royal Rumble. You know, the WWE Universe was deprived of that when I didn't get to compete against him at a previous, I guess, Survivor Series 2017 when AJ got the WWE Championship from him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want to face him now. And Vince is like, well, you weren't out there. You weren't proven you wanted it. And he's like, oh, well, I was looking after one of the Singh brothers after Braun Strowman hurt him. Otherwise, I would have been out there. And Vince is like, okay, well, if you can, you pick one of the guys, four guys, and if you can beat one of them, then you get a chance in the Fatal 4-Way instead of them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go against Finn Balor. Well, he says, like, the extraordinary man or whatever. Yeah. And which is, like, another thing. It's like, they said we were going to get new matches with, like, the McMahon takeover, but it's like, we've just been getting the same matches. Yeah. Because we've seen, we've had a couple of months of Finn facing Jinder Mahal, especially with a mixed match challenge. Oh, yeah. And then also when he would face him on Raw and have matches with Bailey and Alicia Fox mixed in too. So it's like, that's basically the same match as usual. But so, yeah, for some reason he decides to go against Finn Balor. Not a wise decision, but anyways. Yeah. And then we get to the six-woman tag team match between the Riot Squad and Bailey and Natalia, and then their surprise third, Nikki Cross from NXT, who is coming up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm having to read stuff off the website to get what all is going on because they leave us the audience out of a lot of stuff, which is weird. You think they? let the audience in on some stuff so we know how to react properly. Yeah. But apparently it's not just because Nikki was on this episode of Raw does not mean she's on Raw. Yeah. Apparently all the NXT people that are coming up are going to be on both shows Mm -hmm. until it's officially decided. Yeah. So it's like that would have been some good information to have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good match. That was that was a good match though getting to see Nikki Cross because she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's wild. That was really funny though when she uh, tangled. She was like under the apron cover and then like she pulled like Ruby into it and yeah so that was fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like I think Drew McIntyre calls himself the Scottish psychopath. It, it's like mm, I'm pretty sure Nikki Cross is the Scottish <laughs> psychopath. Yeah I think so. You're just like Drew McIntyre is a Scottish crybaby. <laughs> yeah. Nikki Cross is the Scottish psychopath. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was exciting. Oh, and that was exciting to see Bailey and her Bailey buddies, <laughs> which were like way bigger in person than I was expecting. I was like, oh my gosh, they're huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, those things are huge. Mostly, I don't know, because the ones you most of the ones you see are like smaller, like in person, like at car dealerships. Oh, they're usually that size. Are they? The ones yeah. I've seen have not been that big. They're just outside and they don't look as big. I guess, but I don't know. I was just like, oh, they're big. All together. But that was fun. 
because Bailey's fun to watch. And then Natalia's really good. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, like, anybody that had sparkles on their ring gear was, like, super sparkly. Like, it doesn't come across on TV that well, but in person, it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's shiny. Yeah. Let's see, Sasha had a super shiny jacket. Bailey's got a shiny jacket. And then Natalia's just, her all her gear is just covered in shiny. But that was super fun to see them wrestle because they're really good. Mm-hmm. And that was a good match. I can't remember who pinned who. I mean, I know that Bailey and Natalia and Nikki Cross won, but maybe Nikki Cross pinned. I can't remember. I think she did. Yeah. Did she? Okay. Yeah. That would make sense because it was her first match. Right. On Raw, mm-hmm. she uh, she's already had one on SmackDown against Becky Lynch. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. They would let her get the pin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a good fun match. And then we got Ginger Mahal versus Finn Balor, which. I don't know. This is just like a good, this is a good night for me because <laughs> Finn got two entrances. Yeah. Because spoilers, Finn obviously beat Ginger Mahal. <laughs> yeah. Because even though, I wish I could remember what Singh brother it was. Mm. Like he messed with them before the match even started. I think it was him or was it Ginger? I don't know. Finn was being attacked before he even got his jacket off. Yeah. And that was like a good like minute of being attacked before the ref rung the bell. Mm-hmm. And of course, like most of the match, Finn got worked over, but he overcame. The extraordinary <laughs> man did extraordinary things and beat Ginger Mahal. Yay. Yay. Even though, at one point, I guess it was this match, there's like some people saying Balor sucks, like start chanting that. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, excuse you? <laughs> I was like, what? I've... I've never heard that before in my life, and it was very unsettling. Yeah. I was like, you can leave. Yeah. Yeah. This is Balor Club, and you can leave. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but not to brag, but I did start, I started one of the slow claps to, like, rally Finn. (laughs) That was me. Finn, if you're listening, that was me. (laughs) That was exciting. I'm sorry. I'm just like... Yeah, she's visually shaking. I am. I really am. She still is. I really am. I don't know. It's, just, it's weird seeing these people live. It's, it's like totally different getting to see them live in person because you yeah. watch them for months on TV and then you get to see them live and it's like, what? You see them in, in person, you're like, oh, that's a real people. Yeah, that's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously playing characters, that's not. Well, yeah. But still, it's like. Oh, they do exist. (laughs) (laughs) They exist in the real world. And I'm part of it. I'm part of the show now. Yay. (laughs) But yeah, that was me. I started started slow claps. Rallying slow claps. That was me. (laughs) That was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Finn won. So that was exciting. And then we got to the triple threat match. I mean, I think we had... Yeah, we had a promo from Leo Rush. Yeah. Which... Whoa, Leo Rush was wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Bobby Lashley's new shirt, but still, but he was sure. wearing a shirt, sure. which apparently he should have been wearing a shirt the whole time, uh, yeah. because Bobby Lashley is the new Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I was, I'm sorry. I was genuinely shocked over that. Yeah. Because Seth and Dean are the ones that have been having a thing, mm. and then they like, just recently try to throw Bobby Lashley into it, which I don't even know how or why 
that just kind of happened and it was yeah. weird and now he's an intercontinental champion yeah <laughs> that's just I was, yeah i was genuinely shocked about that i mean of course with the help of leo rush oh yeah but because apparently triple threat mats are matches are no dqs apparently yeah yeah and apparently also fatal four ways Oh yeah, pretty much if it's anything other than a normal match or tag team match, it's usually no DQ. Okay. But yeah, that was a good match. There was some teaming up, like, I think first Dean and Bobby Lashley teamed up against Seth and beat up him on a little bit. And then Seth and Dean teamed up and beat up on Bobby Lashley a little bit. Was that the one where they picked up the stairs and threw them? Was it that match? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, those stairs are rough and sharp. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Apparently, Leo Rush should have been wearing a shirt the whole time because then apparently that's a good luck charm. So please wear clothes, Leo Rush. <laughs> <laughs> kind of upset that they didn't come out in the crowd though, because we thought they might they might do something because there's a camera like right behind us or at least there's a I don't know if I ever saw a camera but there's definitely a tripod and wires and somebody sitting there so I was like maybe they'll come out into the crowd but no no it didn't unfortunately no but yeah like I said that was super shocking to me that Bobby Lashley won yeah that was unexpected so I wonder what that will mean for Dean and Seth's feud I don't know where that's gonna go now because it's kind of just like boo I don't know we'll see yeah oh and then there was like a weird promo with somebody bringing coffee to Alexa Bliss and like she didn't have her top on yeah I was like what can we just like leave that out that's just super weird and unnecessary yeah I mean just because she's not wrestling anymore doesn't mean you just I don't know, have her half naked on TV. Yeah. I was like, could we not do that? That'd be great. Could we actually have like a real story instead of just weird stuff? I don't know. But it was exciting because she revealed the finally, finally revealed the women's tag team championship belts. Finally. Mm-hmm. And apparently those who wins those will be decided in Elimination Chamber in Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to to see that I don't know if they specifically said if cause they just said tag team so I don't know if it's like means both members or however many many members of the tag team will be in the chamber all at once or if it's just like a representative I don't know yeah I would assume it'd be both members because otherwise it's just a regular elimination chamber match yeah but that'll be exciting Ugh, gotta wait for that though till elimination mm. chamber but It'll be exciting to see because it'll be, what you say, three tag teams from Raw and three tag teams from SmackDown, mm-hmm. which obviously they don't have that many tag teams, women's tag teams yeah. on each show. So they to, need to bring up some more women if they're going to be doing that stuff. Yeah. We have to make up some. Yeah. But then her guest was Paul Heyman. And, of course, she was asking, you know, his opinions on the Fatal 4-Way and who's going to face Brock Lesnar now. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's like, it doesn't matter. Whoever it wins is going to be conquered. What did he say? Conquered? Is that his 
terminology yeah. by the beast, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like, one of the guys from Heavy Machinery comes out and acts super creepy. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. That was, I, like, I don't watch NXT, so I don't know what their characters are really like, other than just, like, from what I've gotten from the promos yeah. that they've been showing, which are basically them just being, I don't know, meatheads I, I don't know like I don't know like it's just like them saying oh steaks and weights baby or whatever weights or I don't know steaks and weights and I'm, so I'm like I don't know just but yeah he came out acting kind of creepy towards looks of bliss and I was like okay yeah and then his partner comes out and like drags him out and it just ended <laughs> that was like the weirdest weirdest transition segue ever because then we get to the ring announcer being like oh the next is a fatal four-way match and it's like wait what that was <laughs> the worst segue transition ever who is writing this yeah i don't know so yeah that was just super awkward i was super and then i think it went to a commercial like immediately after that yeah so it's like wait what yeah what just happened and then the main event, we get to Fatal 4-Way between Finn Balor, John Cena, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. And let's see, Finn was the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, exciting. Like I said before, got Finn's entrance twice in one night. And then, of course, we get, also got John Cena's entrance twice in one night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other two crybabies come out. And that was a good, that was a good match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. I'm trying to remember all what happened. Oh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Finn was out for most of the beginning. I mean, he had already had a match that night, so that's kind of understandable. Don't need to overexert him. No. Especially when like, you get three fresh guys in the ring. Yeah. See, I think, I think John Cena threw Drew into the steps at one point. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, Baron Corbin grabbed a chair. I started attacking everybody with a chair. I'm yeah. just like, could we not do that? <laughs> no chairs, please. Let's see. And then, oh, who did John Cena do the, was it Drew McIntyre? He was the first five-knuckle shuffle? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but then he did it to Finn. I was like, no, John Cena, lie. <laughs> And he, like, mocked him. He did a two-sweet. It's like, don't you dare, John Cena. Don't you dare. It's not okay. <laughs> then, yeah, that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I was not honestly sure who was going to win. No. I mean, I figured Baron, I mean, I kind of knew Baron Corbin was not going to win. No, like, yeah. why would he? Like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was thinking probably John Cena. Since they yeah. Had him come back and stuff, so. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, yeah, either John Cena or, I don't know, just maybe Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Just because they've kind of been pushing him lately. hmm And, I mean, obviously, I wanted Finn to win, but I was like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> but then when John Cena was down in the ring and he was, like, shimmying into a position, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Coup de gras. This oh my, John Cena's getting a position. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then coup de gras. Pin for the win. I was like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> Finn, what? Oh, my gosh. 
I'm so I'm sorry. I was I was legit so excited. I'm still really excited. Obvious. But oh my gosh, Finn gets to go. I mean, he was going to the Royal Royal Rumble anyways. Yeah. But he was going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. But now that he faces, but now I'm nervous because I'm like, oh no, no, he has to face Brock Lesnar. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's just gonna be F fives all day. Maybe a suplex. Yeah. Ugh. That's, if Brock Lesnar still actually wrestled, it would be a good match. <laughs> but he doesn't wrestle really anymore, so. No. But, but, if Angus be Demon King, <laughs> if he's demon, if he is the Demon King for the Royal Rumble. We will have a good match. Yeah. And he's kind of been teasing the Demon King a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> but I'm also kind of nervous because this is similar to how he got the Universal title the first time. Mm-hmm. I say the first time he's only had it once. Yeah. Because he came to Raw, he had like two matches in one night, won both, got his opportunity for the Universal title at SummerSlam, and I'm like, oh no, this is very similar to, oh, he had two matches, he won both, he has an opportunity for the Universal title, Mm -hmm. now at the Royal Rumble, and I'm like, oh, please don't hurt yourself, don't win the title, but hurt yourself in the process. Right. Please don't do that again. Let's, please, please, please don't. Yeah. Because then Brock Lesnar's going to get back, and I don't want that. No. So, I'm super excited Finn gets to have another title opportunity, but I am bummed that Braun Strowman does not get one now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, dang it. Why can't both my favorite wrestlers have titles? Why is it either or? <laughs> but yeah, that was just, I don't know, that was a super, super good Raw. Like, last week's was, like, yeah. really kind of weird. And obviously yeah. there were like some off moments last night, but yeah. overall, yeah, so good. <laughs> and of course, at the end, after Finn, you know, celebrates a little bit, you know, John Cena gets back up and he's like, you know what, Mr. McMahon not, might not believe in you, but these fans, these people believe in you, and you got one more person that believes in you. <laughs> it's like, oh, John Cena, stop yeah. being adorable. <laughs> so. Then they, like, celebrate together a little bit. Ugh. And then Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin attack them both. And they're like, and Drew's like, seriously? Finn won? This is the guy who won? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Me or Baron Corbin deserve, we're the good ones. We deserve the chance, blah, 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 wah, wah, wah. And so, like, they attack Finn together. And then they attack John Cena, but then... Yeah, John Cena's the one that dodges mm-hmm. and, like, gets them back. And then, like, Finn attacks them back, too. And so Cena and Finn are still the ones on top, thankfully. Yeah. So we got a little extra. We got a lot of extra. Yeah, it was a lot extra. Because usually they just show, like, from the stuff I've seen, it's just, like, little stuff. But that was, like, a pretty decent little kayfabe going on, like, after the... yeah. Like, after the show was over, so I was a little really surprised by that. Because mm-hmm. the last time I'd seen that was at a independent show in Nashville. Yeah. But that one went on way too long. Like the after yeah. after show stuff. Yeah. Ranting going on that was way too long. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't even know who you are. Like, shush, bye. Yeah. I'm going home now. Yeah. 
But this was like, it was decent. It was correct length. Yeah. So that was a very interesting experience. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm sorry. I just, I was so excited. I was literally like bouncing up and down. It's like, I swear I'm not five years old. I swear, but I'm just so excited right now. Couldn't tell last night. No, it was, it was such a good show. I'm so glad we got to go. Like super glad. Yeah. And I'm really glad that all that stuff happened with the one I got to go to. Like Braun Strowman was there. He chased Baron Corbin. He flipped a limousine. <laughs> and then Finn was there and finally getting his push again. Yeah. He had a big in-ring promo. He had two entrances. I don't know if mom will appreciate me saying this or not, but during one of when Finn was coming out in one of his backstage promos, he he didn't have like a jacket or a shirt on. And she's like, oh my. I was like, oh my gosh, mom. I'm like, oh. I was like, I'm glad nobody else can hear you. She's just like, oh wow. Like, it's like, it's not like you haven't seen him wrestle before. So, who likes Finn? Like, right. me or mom? I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Because our mom did go with us. Yeah. Didn't mention that before, but our mom did go with us. Yes. And I think she had a good time. Oh, yeah. She was pretty excited when John Cena came out. She's like, yeah. she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm actually getting to see John Cena in person. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that was cool. Like, when I saw that John Cena was going to come to our show. Our show. Yeah. The Memphis show. Yeah. Because this, this was our Christmas. One of our Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that he was going to be there, I was like, oh, my God. John Cena is going to be there. Because he's a big deal. Yeah. He's been around. I mean, he was wrestling when we were kids. Yeah. So it's like to see, be able to still get to see him was like, oh my gosh. But yeah. Overall, Monday Night Raw, Memphis for me, 11 out of 10 stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 10 out of 10. But yeah, very good. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm sorry. I'm still just like, <laughs> oh. Of course, I would have been like total opposite if Finn had lost like matches I've been like I've been like negative one out of ten stars but yeah he's my favorite wrestler and yeah he's getting another opportunity at his title so I'm super excited yep oh and that sound means it's time for our wrestling word of the week in honor of Monday Night Raw being in Memphis, home of Jerry the King Lawler, birthplace of the list of Jericho, <laughs> our wrestling word of the week is wrestling, <laughs> which according to Wikipedia, they spell it R-A-S-S-L-I-N apostrophe, which is not how I would expect wrestling to, wrestling to be spelled, but okay. No. So... Originally, along with grunt and groan, used by the mainstream media when presenting a derisive story on professional wrestling, which often stereotyped the participants and audience. Now, refers to a style of wrestling popular in Memphis, Tennessee, and as a result, the southeastern United States, which emphasizes kayfabe and stiffness, generally with fewer squash matches and longer feuds, hence the more recent Southern style, or to be specific, compared to the Jim Crockett or Georgia styles, Memphis style. 
That was a really long definition. It was a long definition. So we'll probably keep the long definitions to like the actual podcast because I don't think I could tweet that all in one tweet. <laughs> no. But yeah, in short, hardcore kayfabe, Memphis style, wrestling. Wrestling. Which for me, I just thought that was growing up, I just thought that was wrestling. Like growing up around Memphis, I just thought that was wrestling Yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. Because growing up, wrestling was more like that. It was yeah. heavier kayfabe and a little bit more dangerous hardcore. Like, look at poor Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah. M- missing part of an ear. Yeah. And most of his teeth. And also, back in the day, most most of the famous, what we consider famous, well-known wrestlers, came through Memphis. Yeah, at some point, yeah. At some point in their career. So that's what they were used to, and that's kind of what they brought with them to what was then WWF. Or WCW. Or, d- or ECW, one of the other big yeah. ones, yeah. Wait, was it ECW? Yeah. yeah. It was also one, yeah, yeah. before WWE devoured them, absorbed them. <laughs> yeah, because before they kind of all, like work together from what I can gather just reading well not so work together but they were more they like coexisted. they coexisted and yeah. now it's just now WWE kind of has like consumed and absorbed and taken over what we consider professional wrestling in the United States at least yeah I mean you still have local regional promotions but they're not as big they're as they not used to the be. same because Memphis, you used to have a... They would have a wrestling show every Saturday morning. hmm Which a lot of the wrestlers that eventually went on to WWF and ECW and WCW were on. Like, there's stuff of The Rock. <laughs> like, he was on Saturday morning Memphis wrestling. hmm Not as The Rock, but as... Oh, my gosh. What was it? Oh, what was his name? It was some really goofy name. But yeah, he was he did tag team match with Jerry Lawler's son. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all the big guys came through Memphis, and so I just that's what I thought wrestling was was wrestling apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of wish they'd get more back to that. Honestly, just like WWE would, I yeah. wish because now it's just like if there are feuds, they're really short and they don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Are really dumb. Yeah, and not in a good way. And not in a good way. And it's not really fun. I yeah. mean, some of it is, but a lot of it's not. And res- to me, wrestling is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Story driven because um, it is a TV show, so it kind of needs to be story driven. Right. And it's not really story driven, or if it is, it's like weird stories. Yeah. Not fun, goofy story. Mm-hmm. Like when they were doing the those Southpaw regional wrestling videos, <laughs> which were like goofing on pretty much wrestling Memphis style. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is good. Like this is wrestling. Like why don't why don't they actually do stuff like that? Right. Which like sometimes they do, but I don't know, not enough. No, not nearly enough. Because they kind of did like fashion police stuff when mm-hmm. like Fandango wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And. Because, I don't know, now, like, most of the wrestlers, they have gimmicks, but, like, they don't really have gimmicks yeah. at the same time. Like, they're, oh, no, they're becoming very 
cookie cutter. Generic. Generic. I mean, it's just weird for me because they start, like, in NXT, they really push them with their gimmicks. Mm. And then when they get to the main roster, they're like, oh, could you, like, dial it back, like, a lot? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's why we love love them in NXT. Well, I say we. I don't watch NXT that much. But I'm assuming that's why people really love them in NXT because mm-hmm. they have strong story, strong gimmick, and then strong character. And then they come to the main roster and it's like they just get lost because they're mm-hmm. all similar. Like, pretty much everybody has a leather jacket now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Becky Lynch has a leather jacket now. <laughs> it's like, I miss Becky Lynch's old steampunk thing. I like that. Yeah. Like, I know she's being the man right now, but she could still be a steampunk the man. <laughs> yeah. So, huge tangent, but... <laughs> wrestling term of the week. Wrestling. I wish we WWE would get back to wrestling. Yeah, that'd be good. But anyways... Thank you so much for listening to On the Road 2. We are on Apple Podcast. We are on most recent episodes are on SoundCloud. Please like, share, subscribe, comment. We are also now on Twitter <laughs> at Capital O, Capital T, Capital R, Capital T Podcast. So O T R T Podcast. And we also have an email address if you would like to email us at on the road to podcast at gmail.com. I mean, if you listen and you have questions or suggestions for mm-hmm. like segments or whatever, mm-hmm. um, please send us an email or a tweet. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I think we have three followers now technically yeah so (laughs) you me and someone else (laughs) yeah three whole followers now yay (laughs) so if you listen to us please follow us on twitter (laughs) it'd be cool i do have been tweeting words of the week on twitter last week's was gimmick this week's i don't i probably won't put the full definition but i might retweet that it was wrestling Mm mm-hmm We'll see if I remember. (laughs) But yeah, again, um, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the road to Royal Rumble.